Welcome, Whovians. This is Woke Doctor Who. This podcast is about race and representation in Doctor Who. If that's not where you're here, bye. But if you are here for passionate discussions about race, gender, sexual orientation, etc., then allons-y. If your kids are any younger than kind of teenaged, this is probably not the place for them. We're not promising to be tame in the future, you guys. Okay, so this is at least a PG-13 podcast. (laughs) At least. everyone, Eugenia here with a quick disclaimer. We recorded this special mini-sode a few months back before new developments about the next Doctor had come to light. Uh, as of now, the Daily Mail and The Sun are reporting that Chris Marshall has been selected to play the next Doctor. This has yet to be confirmed, and I guess we're all aware of the reputations of these news sources. So, now that that's over with... Please sit back and enjoy our ramblings and marvel at Toya's prophecy that seems to be coming true. Bye. Hi, everyone. I'm Eugenia. And I'm Toya. And today we are doing a whole mini-sode of wild speculations about the upcoming Doctor on this special mini-sode of Woke Doctor Who. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yay. So, okay. So um, at this point, there is a full bookies list of, I don't actually know how gambling works. So yeah, yeah, so it's like a a full list with odds in Vegas or something about who the next doctor is going to be. That's hilarious that there would be like a whole Vegas thing. (laughs) This list is like, I don't even know how many people this is. This is like over 20 people. And yeah, that's a lot. And so they've pretty much named every well-known British actor at this point. Um, And currently topping the list as the favorite is Tilda Swinton. Yeah, no. No. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, my exact response. No. No. no, and we have reasons for yeah. the no. No, no, we're not. We definitely have the reasons Tilda. for the no. There are actual reasons why we're like, yeah, no, she's not going to be the next doctor. Yeah, no. I mean, starting with the fact that she's an enormous star. Like, I, I just feel that the tildeness of her would take over the entire show. So it would not be the doctor. It would be Tilda Swinton playing the doctor, which it, it kind of takes away from the whole thing. Like, the doctor is just supposed to be another evolution of this same character that we've known forever and ever. And I think it would just, it would become all about her and she wouldn't merge into this one character that we've always known. So yeah, no. Yeah. And you have to think about show budgets too. Mm, So some of mm. the best, you know, the, one of the best things about Dr. Who is not just who the doctor and who the companion is, but who's the special guest star of the week. So we've had, um, Oh, what's his name? Derek Jacoby. And we've had like, you know, actual like people with the OBE and have been yeah. knighted and stuff like that. Yeah. You would not be able to afford them if there you had Kylie to pay. There was Kylie Minogue on oh, a yeah, Christmas Kylie episode. Oh, yeah, Kylie Minogue. Right. Yeah. Right. There's been so many, you know, well-known 
like pop culture icons and well-known actors yeah. that have been in the few uh, been acting for a really long time you wouldn't be able to afford them if you had to pay tilda what right. she commands you know i mean i think that's just basic business sense that you know um it's not worth blowing your entire budget on a doctor that you're going to have to pay a lot for every single episode and not be able to have good guest stars yeah and i wonder about the scheduling too so I wouldn't want it to become a Sherlock thing, right? So that now the two main stars of Sherlock are actual big stars in Hollywood now. So they're always off and doing other things. And then you wind up with like three episodes and then two or three years in between the seasons. Tilda Swinton is in demand, right? So she's going to have lots of things to do. We don't want to have a thing where we can shoot one season of Doctor Who and then, oh, we have to wait another mm, three years or something because she's off doing movies and things of that nature. And who would want to follow her? Right. Like after she's been the doctor, who else would ever want to like nobody wants to be the follow up. to right. Tilda. Right. And it's one of those, you know, uh, Chris Chibnall has already come out and said that he wants his doctor to be chosen based on whatever stories they write. Right. So they're going to essentially create a script, probably like kind of script out an entire season or mm -hmm. like some general storylines and then cast a doctor. And so I feel like with Tilda you'd really get hemmed into certain kinds of roles and basically because she's so like austere and so like yeah. just sort of restrained it would put a lot of burden on the companion too and so i mean that's, i didn't think about that yeah and that's you know so a lot of the i mean it's always been that the person that carries the emotional weight in the in the show is typically the companion yes and the the doctor is just the smart the clever man right, that does right. things. Right. Um, and ultimately, that's fine. But because she's, you know, if you think about how detached even Peter Capaldi is, yes. she's even more detached <laughs> right. than that. Yeah. And so I think, you know, going back to some of the things we've talked about, like, oh, we didn't like Clara at all, but then they couldn't find her character. And I wonder how much of that is Peter Capaldi is kind of detached. And so... I feel like maybe some of the floundering that happened there with who she was and how she, you know, how she played every role um, came from the fact that she had to do so much. That's fair. Although I would like to point out that I absolutely hate Clara yes. at any time. <laughs> so with any version of the doctor, I think that character would suck. I just want to go on record as, <laughs> as having said that. However, though, I, I do. I take that point. Um, and I hadn't I hadn't thought about that at all actually so, <laughs> see toy and eugenia learning things together Yay! on the woke doctor who podcast <laughs> i nearly sang a version of the itchy and scratchy song we teach we learn we teach we teach and learn teach and teach okay so um we're agreed that tilda swinton is a terrible idea for yeah. many reasons yeah <laughs> so for many reasons no do not start writing us about how we said Tilda is a terrible actress. We no, did not say that. We did not say that. We, we think that she's, she's a, a bad choice actress. for a doctor. And, you know, I, I get why she's being suggested because, yeah. you know, our way of trying to get a female doctor might come through the more, you know, androgynous first. Yeah. And I, I think that's fair. That's I fine. Would do that. I would do that too. Just not her. She's too yeah. big and she's too expensive. And, you know, she would really hem in, a, hem in a story. Yeah. So, yeah, although she has the best odds right now, Eugenia and I are on record as saying we do not believe that Tilda <laughs> is going to be the next doctor. And if we're proved wrong, 
so much the better. Yeah, I mean, I'm I mean, willing to give her a shot, but yeah, yeah no. No, yeah. it's not mm-hmm. going to be told. No, no. Um, so who who's next? Who do we want to do? We want to keep going down the list. Yeah, let's just go down. OK, let's just see. So just putting it out here for the record that if these are huge British stars, I might know them. But if there's like kind of smaller on the scene, I might not know them. But that's why Google is here for us. We love Google. Yeah. And so we're actually going to pick and choose from the list a little bit just because, you you know, this is a mini sode. Right. (laughs) And we can't talk about everybody ever. So we'll talk about people that we think... uh, are good for discussion. Right. How about that? So the very next person on this list is one of your top picks, Toya, uh, a Mr. Chris Marshall, and he's currently at odds of four to one. Ah. And he, we just spoke about, um, yes. is probably best known in his role as Colin Frissel yes. from Love Actually. From Love Actually, but also if you if you guys like me love Death in Paradise, then you'll know him oh, from right. Death in Paradise as well. Um, and so. I absolutely love him. And he's so he's in the running for doctor. I think this is a good choice. I love him because I think he plays kind of quirky and screwball comedy pretty well. But I also think he reads as studious. And I like that about the um, about the doctor. And so I think he's kind of he's one of those. Hey, it's that guy. Like you kind of recognize his face, but he's not a huge star. So not a whole lot of people know him, but he's recognizable enough that I think it would kind of pull people to the show. So I like him. I like his odds. Right. And I think that that mentality of how the it fits how the other doctors were cast. Yeah. So they were all somewhat well known, maybe more on the stage, but not, you know, oh, it, it was always, oh, it's that guy. Yep. Um, for British and American audiences. And so it, it really does seem logical that he'd be a good pick. Um, if we are to stick with a white man. If we're doing the white dude right, route. I we're like him. Stick with that, yeah. yeah. And and the doctor would finally get to be Ginger. Yay, which he has <laughs> always wanted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. I he's, I'm trying to kind remember, of a, like I, I'm strawberry? thinking more like a strawberry blonde, yeah, okay. but yeah, close yeah. enough, close enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't think I think that he'd probably um, he'd probably sort of guide the story down similar routes as Matt Smith. Yeah, and that that's the only thing that kind of puts me off about it. That I think to myself, is he a little close to Matt Smith's characterization of the Doctor, and would that be a reason why they wouldn't go that route? Right. I mean, yeah. because if we talk about Matt Smith as being a large child, yes. he's also a large yes. child. Yes. Which, you know, it could be good. I mean, especially post Capaldi, who was yeah. grumpy grandpa. Yeah. It would be um, a bit of a relief. Yeah. He's, he's more of a comic relief. And I, I do like that. I like the idea of a funny doctor um, and a little more lightweight, although I do love Capaldi, the grumpy. I do, too. Doctor, See, so. I... I feel like the doctor I am deep in my soul is, is the, the grumpy, grumpy doctor. Yeah. <laughs> like as much as I want to be call, uh, Tom Baker or David Tennant, because yeah. uh, that is me at my best. Me at my usual is grumpy grandpa Peter Capaldi. So I if I had to pick one, I think I'd pick Tennant. Like I think I'm clever and a little foxy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd go with him. Although, right. you know, I just love David Tennant. So I would just pick him all the time. Yeah for anything yeah but yeah okay so i like i like chris's odds he's probably if we're going the route of staying with a white man he's my pick yeah and he's yeah i think that ultimately he's he's another in a long line of casting to type basically so um like like we said you know the mentality behind casting him is very consistent with all the recent doctors Mm -hmm. and you know he's he he fits the role yeah he does so 
Outside of that, though, we have casting to type and casting yes, against, against type. Yeah. Um, and so next on the list is my favorite, my top pick, Olivia yeah. Coleman. Oh, I love her. Yes. I love her. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And I think that it makes a lot of sense. She's worked with Chris Chidnall already in mm-hmm. Broadchurch, yes. as did David Tennant. That's right. Um, and she really has a capacity for... Um, well, she has a capacity for both um, comedy yes. and, um, and drama. And drama, yeah. because the first thing I ever saw her in was this movie called, or the show called Green Wing, and she mm. was hilarious in it. And then immediately from that, I think I saw her in Hot Fuzz, and then saw her in Broadchurch. So she kind of has a really big range. Yeah. And then for me, I like her kind of rumpledness. Yes. Like she's not super sharp or anything like that, and I kind of like that about her. Yes, she won't be a glamorous doctor. So, you know, if if one of the problems with kind of casting a woman as a doctor is people like you know we don't want him to be all girly and so forth I don't think that Olivia Coleman reads as a girly woman you know she would be a serious doctor and a woman doctor but it would not be kind of a fluffy overly feminine characterization of the doctor so I kind of like that right yeah. right and um Keeping with the the trend of having previous doctors be on previous doctors and companions having mm-hmm. been on the show, she yeah. was in an episode, I believe. Um, I can't remember the exact one. I think it was one of the silence ones. Hmm. I know. I try to remember which one it is, but I remember that she had two little girls with her in a hospital, and she <gasps> grew fangs. You're I, right. Yes. 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 And yes, so yes, she's yes. been in the show before, and so she's already kind of set this. Like you know, she she's coming in like a little bit in that casting to type route, just like Peter Capaldi, just like uh, Karen Gillan. She was in the eleventh hour. The eleventh hour. Yes, yeah. that was a good episode. Yep. Um, yeah. And so you know, if we if we want to set that as a standard like they have oh and and Freema a gay man also yes she yes. was also on the show before she was a companion so um you know that kind of that kind of knocks things into her favor a little yeah. bit yeah I like her chances yeah I like her chances all right okay so let's see who else we have on here I'm I'm just gonna pick and choose and okay. you're gonna be surprised no, and I will respond to whatever you say <laughs> okay so um, I think it would be we would be remiss not to talk about this guy because he was when when the bookies lists were first started he was the top he was the favorite oh, okay. uh, Ben Wishaw I don't know that either of us know him very well yeah I don't think I do. um he I know him as I think was his character's name Q in the new James Bond movies oh okay. um, in the yeah in um like Spectre and all of those. And I'm just blanking on the the current James Bond's actor's name. Oh, I'm pulling up his IMDb and I'm, he's one of those people that I'm like, yeah, I recognize this face and then just can't bring it to mind. Right. Anything he's Cause he's in. a very kind of normal looking person. Mm-hmm. Like it took me a second, even having seen those Bond movies and you can make the argument that that's, a good or a bad trait for a doctor that you sort of go, oh, I can't really remember what he looks like. Oh, right. Okay. So he was in The Danish Girl and Suffragette, both of which I have seen recently, which is why his face like, right. struck me. And I think right. that that's kind of, um, I don't know. I think that you kind of want some sort of distinguishing feature for a doctor. Um, you know, we had Chin Boy. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. It's very recognizable. We have David Tennant, who yes. had that amazing ability to be young looking and old looking yes. at the same yeah. time. We have Capaldi in the eyebrows. Yes. And we have Chris Eccleston, who, you know, we started with him, but he kind of had that. I love the term. I, I actually just went back and rewatched some of his episodes, and they call him he looks like a navvy. And I'm like, that's awesome. I think that's some that's kind of sailor. Navvy. Oh, yeah. See, I'm learning all kinds of things about <laughs> British slang. <laughs> All right. And um, I think. But he does actually now that I think about it. He does kind of look like a hardened guy who's kind of been out on the seat. Oh. Yeah. I like that. And I think. I want to use that now. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think a mark um, in the no category for Ben Wishaw for me is that he's very. He's not very distinctive. Distinctive. Like he'd be easily interchangeable with anything else, anyone else, anything else. Yeah, you're right. He's not a a bad looking dude, but there's nothing about him that says like leading man to me. You know, there's nothing very distinctive distinctive about him so yeah all right yeah all right i'm going to pick from rory kinnear rory kinnear is on the list i don't even know who that is Oh, God. All right. So it's hard for me. <laughs> like, I have in my mind exactly who he is. Like, I know the name. Um, But then I'm like, I can't tell you. You know what, though? Ah, okay, this is hilarious. I love that we're doing this on the podcast now. <laughs> because the first thing, you know who I thought this was? Greg Kinnear. <laughs> so I'm like, what? <laughs> no, it's not Greg Kinnear, Toya. Good Lord. All right, that would so, be, you know, the first American doctor. <laughs> right. I'm like, Greg, why would they have Greg Kinnear? Okay, hi. He's yeah. not Greg Kinnear. All right, but let's see. <laughs> oh, so he was in James Bond too, though. He oh, played Bill okay. Tanner. And I don't see the, I haven't seen the Bond film. So he was hmm. in Quantum of Silence and Skyfall Inspector. Hmm. So. I definitely saw Quantum of Solace, but now I can't remember his character. I don't know. Huh. He, I'm he, looking through the things that he's done to see if I've seen any of his stuff. He was in the Imitation Game, if you've seen that. Oh, I have. He was Detective Knock in the Imitation Game. Yeah, I can't remember him. He was in the Mansfield Park television movie, which I did see. So, um, show me his picture. Yeah, hold on one second. Oh, yeah, I can't place him. <laughs> yeah, me either. But I think it's hilarious that I thought he was Greg Kinnear. I know. So that's great. That's pretty great. Which makes me think he's not going to be the doctor. Yeah. Just because maybe everybody else will also think he's Greg Yes. Greg Kinnear? <laughs> although, although, no, maybe he does have a really good shot. Because right. he's one of those kind of, he has a kind of long career in England. But he's nobody that I would ever have right. thought of and heard of. And right. so he's not some huge star who would be focused pulling away from right. it. Um, he actually has 16 to one odds right now. <laughs> so hmm, interesting. All right. So here's the one I want to talk about. Idris Elba. Oh, which I just want to say yes, because I think anything he's up for, he should get like, I don't <laughs> care. I don't care what the character is. What what would hurt? What would it hurt to right. have a little Elba in it? So I think everything is better with a little Elba in it. <laughs> and there's there's my rated R moment <laughs> for the podcast. I so, think I would be a little better. Okay. <laughs> the right. dangerous thing with Idris Elba though is that he has literally come up in yeah. contention for 
every like well-known British role yes. ever because yeah. everyone loves him except for apparently your friend who's jealous. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> There's always going to be one. <laughs> so everyone loves him. And so he's, he's come up in discussions about bond. He's come right. up in discussions about um, do- the doctor, yeah. even, you know, when they were casting, I think even Matt Smith, they were already suggesting. Yes, Idris- people Idris- were talking Elba. about a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I think at this point, you know, I'm kind of, I, I, I really doubt it just yeah. because it's been so many like, ooh, maybe it could be Idris. Oh, it's not. Ooh, maybe it could. Yeah. No, it's not. For me, it would feel like a consolation prize. Right. Although I would love the idea of being able to look at him as the doctor. I think it would be a consolation prize because he was very much talked about for James Bond. And then right. there was kind of the uh, big slap down where, yeah, no, he's not going to be James Bond. He doesn't fit our idea of what James Bond is, which Please tell me why he would not fit right. the idea. <laughs> but okay, whatever. Well, so yeah, casting him as the doctor would just feel like uh, we're trying to find something iconic for Idris Elba to right. play. And I think that given the types of roles he's played, like he's played some pretty serious roles. Yeah. And he kind of um, errs on the side of gritty. And I think that's his yeah. preference. You yeah. know, like actors get to choose what they want to be in. Right. And so to be in a somewhat sanitary children's like family yeah. show role i'm not sure i see it yeah i don't either it, it just doesn't seem to kind of fit with where his career has gone mm-hmm. um and of course i see him as kind of being inherently kind of a violent character yes just because my first introduction to him was as stringer and the wire which you know I'm a Baltimorean. So for me, every time I see him, that's what I think. Um, and the doctor is the very kind of anti-violence person. And so I don't, I don't know. I don't see Idris right. as the doctor, although I would love to just see Idris. Right. I don't, I don't really see this role for him. Right. And the first intro- uh, introduction in British film or TV that I yeah. saw him in was Luther, Luther. which was yeah. a very, very violent yeah. and serious role. And yeah. so, yeah, I'm not sure I see it. I mean, I think that it'd be interesting to, you know, change the MPAA ratings for Doctor Who and just insert him in at some point just because it would be really interesting to see what that Doctor and what that series would look like. I'd be fascinated, but it would ultimately not feel like Doctor Who. Yeah, I don't think so. As much as I would love it, I don't think Idris is going to be the pick. And now we're sad because we've disappointed ourselves. (laughs) Because we both wanted to be like, yes, absolutely. But we've talked ourselves out of it. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, it's it's a I like we were saying about the, um, you know, the the step over in the direction to a female doctor might be someone who's more androgynous. Well, the step over to a black doctor might be someone who's light skinned because let's face it, colorism really runs deep. And so, you know, Idris is brown. Yeah. And we love him and we think he's beautiful, but you know, we don't speak for a lot of people in this yeah. world. Yes, right. So, okay, so if we're talking about folks who are kind of on the lighter end of the spectrum, I think that you, Eugenia really likes the actor who plays Grey Worm. So I that's do. Jacob Anderson is his yes. name? Jacob Anderson. Oh, he's handsome. He is very handsome. And uh, so, yeah, he, he is Grey Worm in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And previously, um, he was also in, again, a Chris Chibnall, a Chris Chibnall joint. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which was Broadchurch. He in the yes. first season he was the daughter's the boyfriend. boyfriend. Yep. Um, and he's a really fascinating looking yes. guy. Yes. Um, he has like just that perfect marriage of like you know he looks a little military. He mm-hmm. looks a little like urban. Yes, he a looks gritty. a little yep. like he looks a little modern. He looks a little like past you yes. know there's something about him that can insert into many roles yeah and i think that that's what you want in a doctor you know you want to see a doctor that can kind of that has a character that has a consistent character but can kind of go all over that line just a little bit yeah. you know like the i think some of the most powerful moments of david Tennant's um time on the show were when he went from molto bene to just completely dark and detached yeah. and depressed you yes. know i think that that's fascinating and in this, uh, what's his name again? I can't remember. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob Anderson. Anderson. In Jacob Anderson, you have that ability. I really see it with him. Yeah, I think so too. I think he seems very flexible. Um, the kind of actor who could play just about any storyline that they want him to play. It will be a return to a younger looking doctor, which by the way, I don't know whether they're also recasting the companion. Like we haven't talked about that, but wouldn't that be interesting to have a all black TARDIS? Oh my right? God. Right. So that yes. the doctor would be a man of color with the companion bill, who is a woman of color. Like that would be a very interesting storyline um, to follow. I would love, I would love to see that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think by the time they start shooting the shooting the next series of Doctor Who, um, because I guess Chris Chibnall, Chibnall had some sort of other engagement, like uh, some something else. Yeah. Um, they were saying that they wouldn't select the Doctor even until possibly fall of 2018. I think okay. is what they said. And by then, Game of Thrones Game of will Thrones. be over, yeah. so, so he he'll would be, be available. Free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, think about that, Chibnall. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, listen to us. Like, why not? But okay, so if we're talking about Game of Thrones actors, also in the running is Gwendolyn Christie. So oh. Brienne of Tarth. Oh my God. As the doctor. I would love. Yes. I kind of love that idea. I would love that too. And again, she falls into the sort of androgynous yes. category. Yeah. Um, I would adore her. I, I think that she. Yeah, I I can see it. Yeah. I can see her. Yeah, they'd like, have yeah, to think like about it. they'd have to raise the console in the TARDIS maybe like half a yeah. foot because well, yeah. she's really she's tall. She's kind of tall. Yeah. <laughs> so, they'd have to do that. But um, I love that the idea of kind of a physically imposing woman right. as well. I really enjoy that. Right. No, I think that that would be a great choice. And um, you know, it's funny because Game of Thrones. Um, really had a far has a far reach, and so yeah. I don't know if that would help or hurt these actors' chances. Right. I mean, for me, I think it would help a little just because she is known enough that it maybe it would kind of get Game of Thrones viewers to want right. to watch Doctor Who, but she's not an, a huge star on you know the level of Tilda or Idris, where it would kind of be focus pulling away from the character. Like I could see her being able to meld into the character of the Doctor. Yeah, I can see it, definitely. But there is still one constraint on her end, which is Star Wars, because we don't ah. know at this point where the character of Phasma is going, because she's Captain Phasma in the new Star Wars now, films. See, I'm not a Star Wars person, <laughs> you guys, so this is all news to me. <laughs> so she might be busy 
okay. they might have to plan around her schedule. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're talking about, like, she can't come over to play. Right. She's There's no busy. play date. She has, she has to go to ballet class or something. <laughs> but, I mean, there might be some constraints around that. But, you know, I still think that she'd be a great doctor. And this is like a dream casting of the doctor anyways. Right. Because, like, honestly, we're all clueless about this, no matter yeah, whatever, no whatever the bookies lists suggest and whatever the media like the the british media like whatever new name gets thrown out there yeah we're flying blind here this is why it's fun yeah <laughs> we're just saying so okay so this is one that i really like the idea of so robert carlisle <gasps> so he is rumple on once upon a time for those of you who watch once upon a time um i used to watch it all the time although i've kind of gotten out of it now but i love him I love the idea of him and I love I love a Scott. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Would be so amazing if most of the recent doc like most of the doctors yeah. at this point if he gets cast half of the doctors yeah. well, no Scottish. actually more, more than, than half, half of the yeah. doctors will have been scottish yeah. and i would love that yeah i, I think that yeah i mean i think it'd be more on the line of a capaldi doctor right. though kind of a grumpy scottish right older dude right um, and so maybe he would not be the next evolution yeah. of the doctor just because it wouldn't be a huge it wouldn't be a huge change for I what agree. we have right now yeah i agree and even though he has capacity for comedy i think most people are more familiar with him in darker roles like yeah. in train spot and in yeah. uh, um, in once yeah. once upon a time is that show still going on? Yeah, hmm. it's still it's still going on, which is another reason why it might not work because I don't know how long they're going to continue with the show. Um, but yeah, it's still it's still happening. All right, so let's pick one more each. One more, okay? You go. Okay, you so I am going to talk about. Um, Oh, man, now I'm kind of, oh, I'm trying to decide which one to talk about. Okay, I'm going to talk about one of my out there ones and save my gross stories for later. All right. (laughs) Because, well, maybe I'll (laughs) mention the gross stories. Okay, so I'll just say one really quick. Okay. Um, Danny Dyer has come, uh, had uh, been one of the options, had been one of the early suggestions Mm -hmm. in the bookies list. And uh, he... Um, I'm not sure what I've seen him in, like, as a regular, but he is a sort of cockney gentleman, looks and probably is a footballer. And in fact, the, uh, the first thing I ever saw him in was this show called Hotel Babylon. And this is really, you know, NSFW, but he oh, was Lord. a, I, like, I can, he should never be the doctor to me because I am so, like inherently grossed out by him because of this character that he played. He played a footballer who was staying at this very sexy hotel and there were many, many adult scenes and there were shots of his face during adult scenes. Oh, wow. And I'm not okay with him being the doctor. So people need to stop suggesting him. Just yeah, done. Yeah, done. we we kind of don't want to bring that energy no. <laughs> to no. the TARDIS. Although I'm I'm scrolling through his IMDb and I'm like I don't think I've ever seen any of these things. Although it's very interesting that he's a voice actor in Grand Theft Auto, which what? is enough for me to be like, yeah, no. <laughs> well, because I think you saw him in that very British problems, right? Oh yes, it's yes. yes. Okay, so yeah. I have I have seen I do love yeah. very British problems. Yes, but <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't think we want to bring any kind of adult themed situations mm. to the. Artist, so we'll probably <laughs> yeah we're gonna let we'll that one slide skip him by yeah yeah all right no. do you want to pick one more okay so i think the one that i want to pick is michelle gomez <gasps> right yeah so the master 
which is she's not the master, I guess you can't call it the master. Miss- she's the mistress, Missy. So Missy, yes, um, yes. I I kind of like the idea of her taking over the TARDIS, although I don't really see it happening. But so I think that would be cool. Would she be taking over the TARDIS as the master and becoming the Doctor, or will there be like some Time Lord mm. meta crisis that splits her into two and makes her into a Doctor? The and- fact that you're coming up with like storylines, right? <laughs> That's what I care about. It's story. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I would I just like her as an actress. So I'd love to see her kind of take it on. But then we would have to think of reasons why Missy would show up as the new doctor. Right. Um, Although, you know, there's some kind of thought that the doctor every time he regenerates, you know, his face is for a reason. Like there's some reason why. And so there, there could be room for writing the story of why he would choose Missy's face. Right. You know? Right. Um, and so, yeah, I just like the idea of continuing to see her just right. because I've enjoyed her a whole lot. Me too. I've, I'm really hoping for many, many more Missy and Ma- Misty Master, whatever. Missy Master. Missy Master. Anyway, much more <laughs> Michelle Gomez. Right. Much more Michelle um, Gomez. And she is yet another Scott. So, yeah. Wow. Um, and it's funny because... I think the, I just tend to like the Scott. I think you do. <laughs> the first role that I ever saw her in was again in Green Wing and she was pretty much Missy but I know of her as being a really talented actress so I'd really love to see her be you know something slightly different for the doctor I think that I mean I think that'd be cool it'd be a way to to have the doctor as a woman and a character that so this is an actress everybody's already familiar with and already likes so I think that would be a way to have the doctor as a woman that wouldn't cause a whole bunch of blowback from the audience so right hey who knows all right so we have gone through many actually uh, of the list of names for people who are in the running for the next doctor we would love to continue that conversation about who you think would be in the running for the next doctor It'd be a great thing to yeah. do so just if, if you want to tell us how wrong we are yeah or <laughs> or even tell us who you would like to see in this version of the doctor the coming version of the doctor we'd love to hear about that yes but for right now this has been toya and eugenia and this has been a very special mini sode of woke doctor who and we'll talk to you next time i bye. don't want to leave oh i don't want to leave but we have to <laughs> we have to all right bye bye <laughs>